dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. It's a little bit of a heat. Got a little heat going here. I got the, as you can hear, I got the fan going above there in my room that resists being filmed. Well, it doesn't resist being filmed. It's just, I don't know. Every time every time I go make a video, a YouTube video and stuff like that, I'm always in a room with an overhead light that just puts a halo on me and just casts. I don't know. Maybe I should get some other, another, another light or something to kind of balance that out. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. I just keep making them. I got more stuff to review anyway, so I want to talk about games you do that other people do after you, and if you don't understand that, I'll tell you about it right after this. What I mean is, say you come up with an original scenario, or even, a well, I'm going to talk about homebrew stuff right now. Now, I'm not against modules, as you know. I think they're great. They should be at least used for inspiration if you don't want to run them. Some people are just down on modules. Down, down, down. Bad, bad, bad. No, no. Module, you know, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, the game master, I I need all the help I can get. So I'm welcome to read something and go, hey, I'd love to run this, or hey, maybe I can make something of my own with this, or take the ideas out of here and things like that. It's called cross-pollinization. And believe me, there is nothing new under the sun. There is no new... I think there's 36 stories in the world and everything, you know, everything is just a, a reworking, a variation. Think of it as jazz. Everything else, everything is... There's there's 36 original stories, I think, in the world. And everything else is a jazz riff on one of those stories. Think of it that way. So... Don't sneeze at modules because they're somebody else's ideas, but sometimes they come up with some good stuff that I've used before. And I've used it in my homebrew things. I mean, I've come up with stuff out of whole cloth, but if I can grab a few ideas out of a module, hey, I'm golden, which I have done. You know, that's why I, that's one of the reasons why I love sandboxes so much. Because you can just take whatever you want out of them and do them. And there's an interesting thing where people do homebrew stuff. And people who have played through your homebrew stuff. Then later on, I had this happen. Later on, somebody else runs what you did. Or at least, you know, we, we in my Monday group, we Carlos and I were always going back and forth about, about games. And, you know, say, hey, this would be neat, that would be neat. And he always surprises me what he comes up with. And apparently I surprise him. I surprise a lot of people there. I ran an Astonishing Swordsman game that I just totally made up out of whole cloth. And one of the guys says, oh, I thought you were running a module. Thank you. But somebody like Carlos, he said, you remember your, your, the one, the one game you ran for the cattle drive with the murder mystery? I used that. I remember what you did, and then and then he proceeded to tell for another group of his. So he proceeded to tell me how he worked it, and I'm sure he did it in five E or whatever. But 
I'm sure he worked it the way he, because, you know, every, every, it's like an actor playing Hamlet. Everybody does a little something different. Everybody, whatever role they do, they do their interpretation of it. And so he's doing his GM interpretation of what I did. And some game masters, they get kind of bent out of shape about that. And I, under, I never understood why. For instance, because you know, you're not, pub unless you're publishing it. Well, even if you are publishing it, you know, you've been running it. So they can do what they want with it. And after you publish it, they'll probably take a, other people to take ideas out of it and use it. So I don't understand the big beef. I really don't. But I am flattered when people do that. It's like, wow, I had an impact on them that I didn't think I would have. This is why I like to say I'm a storyteller and a narrator. I don't see it as derogatory because I know where, you know, that ends and the game begins. Saying Some people say, you say, I say I'm a storyteller. Oh, well, you're, you can't be a storyteller because you're running the game. You got other people's input. Yes, I have other people's input. They're helping me tell the story. They're the characters in the story. I'm the narrator of the story. And the narrator, to me, the narrator doesn't always know what's going on. There are books, you know, people write in third person all the time. And when you're narrating a story, you're, the narration down on the page in a story is the narrator describing the events that happened. So... It's not like they made it happen. It happened for the most part. I mean, you know, some people like, you know, like Kurt Vonnegut kind of would bend that around and stuff. And there's always the unreliable narrator. But the, the point is, I am narrating what's going on. They throw curves at me and I, I compensate. I compensate by telling them what happens, you know, after they did that. And like I said, I'm the narrator. Yes, I'm running the rest of the world, but that's what a narrator does. They're, they're, they're interpreting the game world with the players in it. So I am narrating. I'm narrating their adventures. That's what I'm doing in this world. So if you're coming up with something that you wrote and somebody else runs it later, Usually they'll get your blessing or something like that. Or some, like Carlos said, oh, you remember that murder mystery? I did that. And it's like, I know Carlos. I don't worry about him. I'm just, it's, it's, it's flattering. It really is. It is because you're, you're having an impact on gamers' lives, in players' lives. And that's a good thing. Telling a good story. Never be ashamed. I mean, they said imitation is a serious, serious form of flattery. Never be ashamed to tell somebody a good story. Or narrate a good story or run a good game. Never be ashamed. Ever. And don't be so possessive of it. We're saying, oh, you can't do that. You, you ripped me off. No, they didn't. No, they're complimenting you. It is so important that you understand this as a game master. Because uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm humbled by something like that. I really am. So... Anyway, so if somebody else uses your stuff, and once again, is it really your stuff that they're using unless that you're collaborating with them or they're asking about them? They will put it through their own interpretation, and it'll come out might come out kind of different. And the play, when it gets to the table, the players will put it in another direction. Who knows? So just don't worry about it. Just 
be flattered, say thank you, and move on. And know that you've done something good in somebody's, in people's lives. Now, I'm getting too philosophical, so I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can voicemail me on Anchor. And we're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan Dorgia, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Allen Large. Thank you very much, guys. Don't forget there's some good podcasts out there, like Dan Gregg's Jung Grognard Podcast. Now that's Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard Podcast. Mark C. Rawlings, the Yawning Albert Podcast. And Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.